Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks Nerd Shit Edition. We haven't done a Nerd Shit in a while, Gerald, and this is a show we've been wanting to talk about uh, for the past few weeks, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. First, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Doing pretty well, man. Um, Especially after watching the first three episodes of the show. Um, I mean, I thought it would be good, but I think it really surprised me with um, how good it was and the reason why I think it is good. Yeah, this is it, – it brings back some great memories of uh, Revenge of the Sith, which I think is a great Star Wars movie. Uh, we don't really talk about Attack of the Clones. I did like The Phantom Menace, though. But just to see Hayden Christensen and um, Ewan McGregor on screen again it is just fantastic. And this show is well made. It's well shot. The story is intriguing. Uh, they're kind of going uh, like a, a Logan route in a way, like an older kind of disgruntled Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then you have uh, a young character uh, along for the ride as, as well with uh, young Princess Leia, who I think is also great in this show. Absolutely. Great cast, too. Um, and the chemistry is on set. And like you said, I think I mean the main focal point has to be in McGregor just slipping right back into the Obi-Wan Kenobi role. Yeah, he is just a fantastic actor. Uh, he's so perfect for this role. And, you know, the more he ages, the he just gets more perfect for it. Like, he's looking more like the Ben Kenobi we know in Star Wars uh, Episode Four: New Hope. Uh, the story, it's pretty straightforward. So Ben has been living out on... Uh, Tatooine ever since the the Clone War ended and Anakin, who he thought was dead, uh, you know, became Darth Vader. But now he's on a ride to rescue the princess and it takes them to a whole bunch of different planets, meeting a whole uh, different set of characters within this universe. Uh, Kumal Nagiani is one of those characters and it's great to see him in a Star Wars movie. Uh, I, I think Moses Ingram as uh, w- was she the third sister? I think she's great as well. And then um, I love everything that's being brought into the series right now, especially the new characters. Yeah. The new characters, like you said, are very strong. Um, I- I'm interested to see where third sister's story goes. I have a feeling I know. Um, and I think we'll get into that. If we do a little bit of spoiler talk, oh, let's but, go um, into it now. Let's just tell your theory. Okay. I-, I think your theory is interesting. Um, there, the scene at the, um, in the beginning of the first episode, which by the way, the first 20 minutes of the show got me thinking I wanted to rewatch the prequel series. That was um, Anakin on his pod racer going through Seattle right now. Yeah. That's what that was. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but in that scene, um, when there were order 66 ing all the, um, all the kids, um, there's a group of kids that get out and one of them's a little African American girl. And, um, so I, I don't want to, she says something, right? Like they're like, what do we do? And she's the one that says, "Run." Um, when they then like they kind of allude to how she came to them, and like she like they think that she has an axe to grind or something like that. The third sister um, with the Jedi or with Obi Wan Kenobi in particular. So like, I have a feeling that she blames him for the fall and everything, and which is why she went to the dark side so she can get back to him. So it's it's it is weird though that she would blame Obi-Wan and not Anakin because Anakin was the one that killed everybody in the temple. But, but, but Obi-Wan would have been able to stop it probably in her mind. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
But uh, anyway, but regardless, it's interesting. Um, it's uh, there's been great scenes, but like what my favorite scene, like I said, is that opening first 15, 20 minutes. Or so, um, what about you? I would say the entire second episode is some of the best Star Wars content we've gotten in the past. Whenever Force Awakens came out eight years ago, so it is fantastic. The entire episode, especially the end. And that's when uh, the third sister is chasing Obi-Wan and Leia over the rooftops. And then yeah. and then at the end, it's revealed that to Obi-Wan that Anakin is still alive. And just the look on his face, seeing that is great. And you cut immediately to Anakin in that uh, back to tank, uh, all burned up and uh, just terrifying. And I love how they're doing Vader in this series so far because they they frame him almost like a a horror movie character, and I really dig that about it. Yeah, because seeing Vader at his, I guess his peak isn't something we've seen in live action. You know, um, he was always portrayed as this big looming death figure, but like at his peak, which would be right now, correct? Um, and he he is threatening. I mean, this guy took one hand. And slapped Obi Wan Kenobi, an experienced Jedi, like to the ground, like multiple times. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's strong. He just went. He just ripped through that town too. It was crazy. Uh, he just went and started force choking people. Uh, when you finally see them fight, that's what we're building up to, right? Is them fighting, and then they finally fight in like that quarry or that construction zone, whatever you want to call it. But. Uh, He's straight up terrifying. He's just standing there in the middle of nowhere waiting for Obi-Wan. And then you see the red lightsaber turn on and go. And there he is just stalking him through that area. And then he lights him on fire. Yeah, that that was crazy. Um, I was just wondering like how he was able to sneak up so easily on Obi-Wan. I mean, that breathing machine is not exactly quiet. Um, So that, that was a little weird to me. Yeah. The the thing with, with Darth Vader that I'm wondering in this series, because obviously you get Hayden Christensen back to play him, are we going to get some more action of him out of the helmet? Because you don't really cast him again unless you're going to use him like that, because, I mean, you could just get a tall guy with the voice of James Earl Jones and kind of go from there. Well, do I think James Earl Jones is in this, no? No, he is, but I'm just saying, like, All you right. could cast any yeah, actor yeah. and just have James Earl Jones do the voice. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm sure that, I mean, we did see him a little bit in episode three, I believe. I think we're going to get more of that, obviously. I, I am actually convinced we're going to get Qui-Gon um, at this point. Um, so those are the two things I think we're going to get. And I think this all ends of a battle between Annie, between Vader and um, Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan just escapes. Because obviously we know neither of them dies. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about our, our favorite scenes? We've kind of been talking about scenes already. Our favorite scenes f- through the first three episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to agree with you, though. It's that, like, because the first 20 minutes did make me feel nostalgic for the prequels, which I'm not a huge fan of. So, like, okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan, to be honest. Like, I like the stuff. I like the content. But it's not how I am with the MCU per se, or D- even DC. Um, but um, the first 20 minutes got me real nostalgic, but also like you said, like when he finds out 
that um, Darth Vader is Anakin. It was just, it was so well cut, so well acted. The close-up shot on um, Ian McGregor's face, it, everything on that was perfect. Yeah, I would agree. That's probably my favorite scene as well. Uh, th- there's a lot of great stuff in here. And, uh, and I think, Gerald, I think you tweeted out that this is your favorite two-episode premiere ever on Disney+. Plus. I think I'd have to agree with you on that. Uh, there's a lot of Star Wars fans complaining about this online. And they are stupid. Let me just tell you that uh, it's we're getting new content. Uh, We didn't have to get any new Star Wars stuff after the rise of Skywalker, but we're getting it. And I think we should be grateful for what we are getting. It's just crazy that people are so, uh, you know, they take uh, the 1977 film, the original as the Bible, but George Lucas you know, evolved with this story too. He kind of wrote this story and expanded the lore as he went. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that he, you know, he would be against exploring the backstory for some of these characters. And I honestly think the argument online is ridiculous right now. The the argument online between Star Wars fans is always ridiculous. and, And maybe we'll both get canceled or yelled at for this from the Star Wars fans on who do listen to us. But, um, like, they might be the worst fan base just because they're always really toxic. They're always upset about any of the content that comes out and it's always good content. I mean, yeah, some of them are a little subpar or very subpar, but like they still have made good content for the past, what, 60 years at this point. It's good stuff. Um, this is great. Um, Mandalorian, Boba Fett was great. Like, you're continuing to get it, and it's not like they're adding stuff to, like, the end of Rise of Skywalker and all that stuff. Like, they're adding stuff to the 70s that you liked, giving you deeper knowledge of the people that you watched on screen then. I mean, stuff that you probably never thought of in the 70s. Yeah, and hot take, the original fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and the original is the worst lightsaber fight in the series. It is bad. It's pretty bad. They are, it's two old men slowly swinging lightsabers at each other. It is the worst. So yeah. we have only gotten better. We've taken some missteps, but we are getting some quality things on Disney+. Plus. It's, I mean, The Mandalorian is great, and it was nominated for like Best Drama Emmys and stuff like that. This, if the next three episodes are fantastic, I think it could be up there. And I, uh, I I saw that they're talking about a season two. So, Gerald, do you think that you would want to see this expand past the six episodes that we're getting right now? It depends. I don't think you can go too far. Obviously, you can only go about nine more seasons. Um, but it depends, I guess. I mean, right now, there's only one question. Like, how is he going to get away and get Leia home and get away from um, Vader? But, like... That would get kind of boring after two seasons, I think, you know, yeah. um, you'd have to change it up and there's not much you can change up with that because like, you'd have to explain why Vader quit and um, he, he never did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you got a nine year gap here. So uh, Obi-Wan is going to turn into uh, who we saw in the, in the, the, in the first movie or the fourth movie. Uh, so yeah, there's only so much story you can tell. But I do, I would like to see some of the new characters show up in other shows, maybe. 
think there's room for that. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of great actors in this show. Um, Kumal Nanjiani, I mentioned. Um, the the guy who plays Han from Fast and the Furious is in this. I think he's the fifth brother, which mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, and then just obviously, family. Hating, yeah, family. I want Vin <laughs> Diesel to show up in a Star Wars movie next. No, but this guy, this guy went from a film franchise on Family, and then now his um, new role is brother. That's true. So that's that's why I said family. All in the family. <laughs> All in the family. All the time. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about who your favorite characters are through the first five episodes or three episodes right now. Um, Obi Wan and Leia. I mean, I know that's real basic because they're basically the main characters, but um, they their chemistry is doing really good, really well. Like Ewan McGregor and her, and um, they they just I don't know, man. It actually feels like he's learning from her too. You know. Yeah. And she also cat and captures like captures, I guess, what um the Leia that we did know, you know, um at least I think so. And I mean, like maybe at first I was a little like, okay, what is going on? But like I actually have grown. Like, I love. I really like her. Yeah, she is. She's a great actress. She, you can see Carrie Fisher like, like it, it's like an uncanny resemblance almost. Like she could definitely be her daughter or granddaughter or somebody like that. So I, uh, I really like that character. I would say Leia is probably number one for me. Um, Obi-Wan number two, uh, Kumal Nagiani's character, even though he was in it for one episode, I think was memorable would be number three. And then um, four and five. I mean, uh, jury's still out on those, Th- mm-hmm. those spots will be filled by the end of the season. All right. Well, my three is just Darth Vader. I mean, like you said, his um his intro, both whenever he came off the plane and killed like half a city, and um, whenever he was getting put back together and everything, and whenever like it, when the um reveal that he was Anakin Skywalker, um both were fantastic, and I want to I want more of that, obviously. Um, and I I'm thinking it's probably gonna be third sister and fifth brother for four and five. Um, I want to see what happens between them because it kind of feels like one of them is going to kill the other. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot Darth Vader on my rankings. <laughs> take away uh, my Star Wars fan card. Man, I don't even have one. Can I take it away? No, I'm just kidding. You can still take it away honorarily. I, I, I guess uh, I'm a Star Wars fan. I mean, I see everything and I go watch them like the day they open. So I guess I am. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, it's I, not, I think, I think me and you are more, comic book fans like comic book movie fans but like we appreciate star wars for what it is it has definitely set the tone for a lot of the yeah. stuff we see today yeah i mean um, star wars, we do not have most art almost we're not as far into these kind of marvel movies and dc movies if we don't have star wars i don't think i'm a yeah. firm believer in that because star wars showed that like movie series um can be a thing um they open the sci-fi door a lot more like everything about it um, I mean, it's it was groundbreaking at the time, and it's still great stuff. Like the stories hold up, so yeah, yeah. it's it's great. Uh, I love Star Wars. I'm gonna watch Star Wars anything, uh, any Star Wars movie that comes out. I will be there opening day, like Gerald said. Uh, for me, though, Gerald, through these first three episodes, if I was gonna give it an early rating, I'm gonna put it borderline hall of fame honestly i think i'll give it an all-star a very very high Mm all-star and 
I just hope it doesn't fall into the Disney Plus trap where six episodes is not enough. That's the only thing that's concerning me right now. Fair. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to have it an all-star, but it, it's I think it's not that as close to Hall of Fame as you think, um, for me at least. Just because there are some like Disney stuff in here that I can see them trying to do, like stuff they did with Marvel and everything. Like, I mean, they tried to tease us for two episodes with the lightsaber, like Obi-Wan was about to die and he was afraid to use it. Like, and I know he's going through PTSD and everything, but that just seemed like it was a Disney thing trying to like, you're not going to see the hero be the hero he needs to be because he has to go through all this stuff. Like we already know kind of the story that we're going to get with Obi-Wan. I think at this point, at the mid season point, we know that he's going to have to deal with the trauma, talk to Qui-Gon and forgive Anakin to get away from it. Yeah. Um, I would, I would for once like to see them like a fully formed hero at the beginning of a show. Yeah, Maybe. and I mean, like, and I get it, kind of. Like, it makes sense for the story, but at the same time, there's been some things that, and like, um, I feel like we're going to lose third sister a little bit, um, in the sense of like she's going to take a back seat in the storyline. Um, I don't know why I feel that way, but I just feel like that could be a thing that happens, and I don't want it to happen. So if that happens, it's definitely not going to be Hall of Fame. But um, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff here. And it has the potential for Hall of Fame. I just think it's it's got to do a little bit more to get there. Yeah, it's really it has three episodes to go. I oh, I hate these short seasons. I really do. Uh, Moon Knight was another one that was six episodes, and it felt way too short. I really do hope we get a season two, uh, at least make it a two season thing. So this is a great start. I I really really dig what they're doing here, and it's fantastic, especially if you. Uh, we're a fan of the prequels, in particular the third movie in that series. Um, I recommend it. I, me and Gerald, you know, will be obviously watching these the rest of the way. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Like, follow, subscribe, read boxofficequarterbacks.com, the review board. And what do we do? Oh, and I got a Jurassic Park shirt that I'm going to be wearing to the uh, premiere, Jeff. Nice. Huh. I. <laughs> Fantastic. I just ordered an Ian Malcolm shirt, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and it's just his face. Hopefully that comes in before Thursday. Mine is um, the original movie poster from like 90, what is it, 94? Oh, nice. Oh, 92. 92. 92. Why did I say 94? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a picture of it. It's great. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Also, our YouTube page is up. Uh, like and subscribe check out our top gun reviews those are the first two things on there uh we will be posting some more videos on there in the coming weeks uh but for gerald tracy i'm jeffrey gordon this has been box office quarterbacks nerd shit edition we will see you guys very very soon